This is an Eva Burrows College podcast. The content covered here is intended for students enrolled in Eva Burrows College courses and is part of a larger learning context. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to another podcast. Today I wanted to talk about intended audiences. And this relates to when we write documents, reports, or files. Intended audiences is the audience that we're intending to write for when we write a report, a document, or a note. And what is often happening within the industry is that someone will adjust or adapt to their writing style that they prefer, but it doesn't always meet the intended audience. I'll give you an example. In my role, I write behavior support plans, and this is a mix of two audiences. A clinical audience, which are people that may want to see assessments and data and analytics that look at a functional assessment. But then this behavior support plan is also intended for direct care or entry-level staff. And these are two widely different audiences, different academic and education levels, different intentions of what they're reading and what they need to pull out of the document. So how do I appease both parties? And this is to think about the placement of information, the jargon and language which is being used, and the layout. Now, in academic studies, so what you're undertaking with a college, you're expected to write a certain style. And even this can differ depending on the college. But we do need to adjust and amend and flex according to those audiences. But how do we do this? Well, each time you sit down to write a document, the first question you maybe should be asking is, who is the intended audience? When you conduct a review of something that you've written, who is the intended audience? How do we write the information? Quite often when information is written, it can be written in a way that might be emotive as well. So we need to consider this. Let's go through some common examples of documents we may write within the industry. And we'll start by looking at a case plan. And this can be a case plan for out-of-home care or alcohol and other drugs or mental health or disability. But when we look at a case plan, we need to think, what are all the intended audiences? And there's quite a few. But we know the purpose of the document. So the purpose of the document is to provide some governance and some organization to many different stakeholders. It's to provide a timeline and a journey for a client. So with all these different intentions of the document and the intended audiences, how do we adjust accordingly? Well, we need to consider what must that document contain to achieve governance, to achieve a timeline, and to achieve a client journey. And this is why case plans often have specific goals, the timeframes listed to achieve those goals, the delegation for those goals, and the intended outcome. And the reason for this is if we work on a goal basis, it relates to a client journey. If we have a timeline or time frame, we're meeting that timeline and uh, meeting those metrics. If we have a delegation, then we have some governance and structure over different organizations. So as you can see, we've looked at not only the intention of a document, but the intended audience. With a case plan as well, we also need to have very specific language. And this is because we can't have ambiguity with how many people or audiences are reading a particular document. Another example are case notes. Now, some case notes are far too long and some are far too short, but I think we need to really condense the way we're writing. The intended audience of a case note is people looking up potentially what you have done, and that could be in a court setting, that could be a colleague, 
that could be yourself checking what occurred six months ago. So your intended audience is potentially your future self. With the case note, we need to record what we've done, what we observed, any concerns that we identified and any pending actions. And this is based on the intention of that document. We need a clear record or a case note of what was completed. We want a clear representation of any concerns that we identified. We need to know the observations of the person because that can differ over time. And we need to know any outstanding or taken actions. And this is a bit of a track record of what was done and what was identified. Now I know in my position, I've had my case notes read from six years ago in legal context. And I've considered, geez, did I write those notes clear enough? So that's why I now use dot points, subheadings, and I also identify specific people and their role together. Each organization differs in the way that they expect you to write case notes. So don't forget to check with your organization, but you can use the principles we have discussed today, intended purpose and intended audience of what you're writing. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if you have any recommendations regarding future podcasts or some topics you'd like me to cover, please contact your trainer and assessor.